SEO is AO. Welcome to the show, Bruce Clay. Thank you. Thank you. Glad Look, to be here. I'm very glad to meet you. I didn't know you before yesterday. Somebody pointed you out and they said, he's the father of SEO. Yeah, I, that's what happens when you're first. Been 1996. Here. January of 96. Yeah, that's... Uh, Almost a quarter of a century. Yeah, you're right. I know. <laughs> uh, Isn't that brilliant? So 1996, you started in SEO. One of the first, or the first? Pretty much the first. Um, Did you have a community all on your own? No. Oh. Um, you know, back then, the internet was just getting started. Yep. It, uh, my background is programming. Yep. You know, bachelor's degree in math, and you don't have anything to do with it. You don't know what to do with that degree. No, no. Uh, and along comes the internet, and I already you. developed careers, and I said, hey, I just want to consult. The internet showed up. Yeah. It was great. Brilliant I was stuff. able to get in at exactly the right time. What was your very first search engine that you actually optimized anything for? InfoSeq. Brilliant. It was InfoSeq. Uh, back then there was Excite and AltaVista and InfoSeq, and that was really most yeah. of it. Uh, a few years later, there were many more search engines. Oh, go on. There was Northern Light, uh, yeah. Lycos. Lycos. Oh, yeah. and Google. No, Google was three years later, oh, 99. Um, but right 99? after Google, in like 2000, I did a diagram. And I saw you just say, I said Google, and my phone goes, oh, hello. <laughs> that is a scary thought. <laughs> so somebody forgot to turn his phone off. So when I say Google, the phone now replies to me. Uh, That'll learn you. It will definitely learn me. So, sorry, I was jumping ahead with Google, but I, I was playing a game with Bill Slowski about naming all those search engines, and he challenged me to name 10 without looking them up. And right. I, I got nine, I didn't get 10. Well, and you can obviously do it right off the top of your head. No, uh, but back then, I did this diagram called the search engine relationship chart, Ooh. and it showed how data moved between the 19 major search engines of the time. 19. And there were 19 major search engine properties at the time. And over time, it's actually only two. But back then, this was a bubble chart with arrows and how the data moved. And it turned out there were very few search engines that were really getting and spidering data. All right, okay. And what they were doing is sharing the right. databases. And this search engine, we think of it as a search engine. It was really, they didn't do their own spidering. They pulled in data from three different search engines and then they presented it. Yeah, okay. Right? And back then, I remember the very first AltaVista uh, announcement where they actually announced that they had finally gotten more than 50,000 websites <laughs> indexed. And now we think 50,000 websites is like yeah. nothing. Peanuts. Peanuts. I mean, you can't even be a search engine at 50,000, you know. Extremely niche. Right. That would have to be seriously very, right. very niche, wouldn't it? Anyway, and, yeah. And virtually every tool that's out there, like for link analysis or page analysis, they all have a million. I yep. mean, but AltaVista at the time, there weren't that many search engines. Yep, there back, weren't that many pages. Back in the day. Back and in the day. Most of the pages that were ranking top were yours. Most. 
Because I remember in '90, I started two years after you, so I kind of I'm, I'm the I'm the baby of this conversation. And I was creating one page for each and every keyword with its variant, with the S, without the S, the plural, whatever it was, for each and every search engine. We had this incredible system of naming sure. files and a phenomenal number of files to deal with. Yeah, you had the same way problem. too many, way too many. Um, but I was fortunate that I had created tools because I was a programmer, I created yep. tools and the tools would point out exactly what I needed to change on the page. Yep. And they're still very, very popular today but it would actually analyze the page and say, you have the keyword, but it's not in that tag, and you need to add it, and you need to put it yeah. here. And then the exact number that you need. I, I had a, yeah. like, I was in Mauritius when I was doing this, and I had a guy, an employee, and he had a, just an Excel sheet, and he just calculated it all, and then he would create the pages based on the calculations, and it was the exact number or the exact percentage. And he made pages in, 19, sorry, in the year 2000 that were still ranking in 2012. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I and they did were rubbish it once. Pages. I started the same way. I put oh, sorry. I got a spreadsheet and I put okay. you know, everything everywhere and then I said, "Okay, look at all these gaps." And then I would go change the program and then I immediately realized that I had to redo this spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote a program to do it automatically. Okay, yeah. I just left him in his office with the door closed and, I would. and let him get on with him, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't mess with that. Let the guy no, he, he did a brilliant job. I mean, I just said they were rubbish pages. They were great pages because they ranked top, but then right. you look at them and you go, and it's absolutely not a great user experience. But we well. were using Flash. So above the fold, we would just have this big Flash game. So when the user came onto it, they just saw the Flash game, and Flash was pretty much ubiquitous by 2002. Right. And so all that junk we were putting at the bottom with the hidden keywords and the percentage of the keywords and all the links going all over the place, you couldn't see it, so it didn't matter. That was, right. that was cool. Well, and I'll do a derivative of this about the business that developed since oh, right. then. Oh, yeah, okay. All right? When I started, I pretty much knew more than everybody else. Okay. Because nobody was doing it. It wasn't that hard to figure yeah. it out. When I nobody knows anything, it's pretty easy to be yeah. the most knowledgeable. And Not wishing to put you down, I'm sorry. No, but you're exactly right. <laughs> it isn't that hard because we were all in discovery mode. Yeah. We all had to learn. Yeah. And I found that, okay, so I'm at home. I just wanted to be a consultant. I started doing this. People hired me. I had too much work. I had to bring in some people. I raised my price. More people came. <laughs> I had to hire more people. I had to move out of the house. I had to have a real oh, office. You, yeah, you weren't in the garage. No, you were I was actually, yes, I was in the house. <laughs> and it was, I, I, who needs a dining room? So. No. So you go through the process of doing that, and then it grows and grows and grows. Um, and how it grows, nobody knows. That's a kid's rhyming thing, isn't it? It's per well, actually, it helps if you know, but you're right. <laughs> um, but I think the thing that mattered in what has changed over time is back then I could hire somebody and train them. And in just a few months, they knew so much more than all of the customers. Yeah. So we were always the agency. Yeah, okay. And fast forward 10 years, and the customers now have people that they could hire that has five years' experience. Right, okay. And so I can't hire somebody new that would know more than my customer. So I had to upgrade my level of service. And today, which is 24 years later from when I started, Every single consultant in my company has 10 or more years experience. Oh, okay. 
I don't, I don't hire below 10 years experience okay. because there's way too many people out there that have a clue about how to do SEO. Yep. And you can't, it, it no longer is effective unless you're dealing with very small businesses that don't know how to spell SEO. Yeah. Right? Oh, right. How many, how many businesses don't know how to spell SEO? A vast majority of them. Oh, right. Okay. Rumor has it that only 10% of the companies out there have done any SEO on their own sites. Yeah. So if, if they don't even know what it's all about, we're behind. Yeah. And so in that environment, I can hire and train and develop a new SEO from the ground up. Right. But with my clients, I can't do that. Yeah. Right? Because I have to know more than the client. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think well, I mean, my, you, you probably do, given that you're the father of SEO. I mean, I know, ooh, can I have but I have staff. Well, sorry, another question. How much do you think all that historic knowledge you've got of the last quarter of a century helps you today? Because obviously, like kind of the different pages with the hidden keywords and counting the percentages, yeah. that's all out the window. But does it help you in any way, or is it just a fun story to tell? No, it actually still works. Oh, right, okay. But not all of it. And I think that what actually we as an industry have learned is that what was two years ago, 80% of it moved over and 20% was new. The 80-20 rule again. Right. Now I know this, and next year, 80% of it will persist, and there'll be a new 20%. Oh. So it's an evolving Ooh. knowledge base. No, I like that. So it's a kind of it's a kind of eighty twenty half life nuclear thingy. Yeah, which is brilliant. I really love that theory. I'm going to keep that. I'm going to I'm going to copy. You can it. have it. Thank you. And but the well, fact we can is, share it. we'll share. Okay. <laughs> but the fact is that as you go through uh, evolving, mm. that every year you have to know that it's a new industry next year. Yeah. And it, but it's only this much is the new industry. I like that. And, gives me hope. And yeah, and you should have hope because you don't have to throw out everything, and it challenges you to stay current. Yeah. And you have to pay attention. Now, what we all run into mm. is that as we go through this, the noise is on that 20%. Right. But the 80% persists, and it, it really is important to understand it and evolve with the industry. Yeah, and I'm sorry, that 20%, it's an awful lot of noise. And an awful, I'm sorry, within that noise, in fact, there's a lot of stuff. And you're going, actually, people are talking about it because it's a new toy or it's fun or it's interesting. Right, but shiny it object. It's useful, yeah, shiny object. And what I've realized in the last year when I've really kind of done these podcasts, done webinars and got out there and actually talked to people a bit more, is how much noise there is around things that don't literally matter today but are going to be the 20% of next year. Well, sometimes, yes. Uh, but uh, there were... At this conference, there were citations made by speakers mm. that were wrong because it is so new yeah. that they were speculating. Yeah. And not all, of, not all speculation is exactly right. Uh, for instance, when a year ago, when there was the medic update, yep. that was August, a year and a half ago, mm. uh, and then there were a number of core ranking algorithm updates. When I started tracking it, I found that there was a lot of artificial intelligence based on trust factors. Yep. Okay. That was the number one thing. And everybody else was talking about other things that had absolutely nothing to do with trust. Yeah. And because everybody, when there's a new toy, they, they view it from their knowledge base. 
Yeah. Okay. And and that bias causes you to sometimes end up with a blind spot. Coming back to the question of trust, it's impossible to quantify, impossible to measure, uh, and so it's a bit flaky. I mean, how how do you address that? Because I mean, people are saying, okay, I need trust. How do I build that trust? How do I prove to Google that I'm trustworthy? So let me lay the foundation and then try to answer the question. There's hundreds of variables in the algorithm. Yep. That is stuff that's in buckets in a database. Okay. Then the algorithm that does the ranking applies logic and weighted averages and all sorts probability. of stuff. Probability. Probability. Lots of probability. What do people look for? They balance out the, the factors. Then above that is expertise, authority, and trust. Mm. And, a, and in there you have your rank brain, what is the intent of the query, mm. and where are you geographically, and how does all this work? The trust component, I think, is critical, but Google has never been able to solve it because mm. they, it's an artificial intelligence determination. Mm. Is this a warm sentiment or a cold sentiment, positive or negative? Yeah. And how do I know whether your reviews favor you or hate you, mm. right? And that's part of the problem that Google has had all along. And if we think about voice search and mobile yeah. search, uh, if I ask my phone, what is the best something? Mm. If it is an answer from Google that is untrusted, yeah. Google loses. Yeah, no, and, and I 100% agree. I kind of saying you're asking Google to recommend you. Almost, yeah. Uh, and so if you want it to recommend you, you have to be understood, credible, uh, trustworthy, obviously, uh, and deliverable. Right. If, if you want it to, to put you at the top and be the recommendation of Google, you have to merit it, and especially right. the credibility. I use the word credibility, which I prefer, but I don't know why. For me, EAT is, is credibility. No. Oh, you're well, not looking convinced. Okay, so expertise is typically your on-page content. Okay. Authority is whether experts in your field Agree. think you're yeah. an expert in your field, and whether you vote for them as well. Trust is whether or not all of these factors come together at the right time. Ooh. And, but it's a big component of that is user sentiment, not peer-to-peer mm. -peer sentiment and not content expertise. It is, you've got 100 people who have reviewed your site and think you're great. Mm. And social media is buzzing about you, yeah. and all this stuff is coming across as praise, that is what builds your trust. Now, Brilliant. I will say that your inbound links, if they're from spammers, that doesn't build your trust. I got that. And if, uh, if I were a medical site and I had links from top medical centers and doctors, mm. that is more trustworthy yep. than links from you know, just some blogger somewhere PBMs that and, yeah. links to me. So it all comes together. It's, it's very difficult to delineate one segment of trust from another. Mm. It's sort of a collective, you know. Yeah, which comes back to the unmeasurable, unquantifiable. Very but difficult. I love that as an ending because we started off with the very, very simplistic search engines and now we've ended up with EIT, which is where things are getting pretty complicated and fl flaky and fluffy. Thank you very much. SEO is AEO. Thank you, Bruce Clay. Thank you. What did Einstein say? Oh, Einstein said if you cannot explain it simply enough, you obviously don't understand it. Brilliant.
That is SEO. 